A movie can make you understand a character through action. A book can do it through description. But a video game, that can make you feel it. But what if what they're trying to make you feel is the fear of what's behind every door, around every corner, and what's behind you? We're talking about layers of fear. Welcome to 3VO. What's up, everybody? Welcome to 3VO, where we're all on the same team. I am one of your hosts, Jordan. And I'm your other host, Brendan. And if you're new here, we are just two big old nerds that love, love, absolutely love video games and like to talk about what it is about them we think makes them so great. So if you also love video games, then this is the show for you. Today, we're going to be talking about the surreal horror game layers of feel. But first, <laughs> let's check in with everybody, see how's, how everybody's doing, what games we've been playing. Brendan, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So after last episode, confession, uh, you mentioned getting through Kingdom Hearts 1. And I was like, oh, that's a series I should get back to because I've never beaten it either. So <laughs> I uh, fired up Kingdom Hearts 2 and I started playing through that. <laughs> didn't yeah. want to go back through kingdom hearts one uh no because it wasn't that long ago that i played it and also no also no <laughs> yeah you did recently play kingdom hearts one i mm -hmm. do remember you talking about that mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. right yeah okay uh I, I i i did my time you know i i don't need to go through it again and also i beat chain of memories when i was a kid chain of memories was actually the first kingdom hearts title that i ever played i just picked it up on a whim because Disney characters. And I was like, this is cool. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, this would just be fun. No way I'll need to know all the intricacies of how the story works or how the characters nope. fit in or anything like that. No, no. Um, so I I, uh, I just went straight into Kingdom Hearts 2 and, um, well, after playing through 1. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting through that. I'm still just as confused as I always have been. <laughs> I, I feel like that idea of being able to sort of jump in mid-series into a game has kind of gotten lost a little bit. I don't think that's a bad thing, but I feel like there's not really a title I could think of now that if you jumped in in the middle of it, you'd just be like, oh, I got this. Other than like a Nintendo, like a Zelda or maybe a, a Mario. Yeah, I was going to say like um, Zelda titles, sure. Um, Mario, because they're non... I mean, you don't have to play those in order. It's not like you're following a... A linear story or anything. any kind of like a linear or even yeah. like a necessarily like connected universe in mario as far as i know yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> i know zelda i know zelda has more of like an intricate thing where yeah it's like, these are all technically connected and whatnot mm -hmm. um I, pokemon too you can pick up any pokemon title and be okay that's true okay so a lot of stuff in nintendo yeah in the nintendo realm okay. of things i think you're okay there's not a lot of um series that are non sequential like non um non one narrative i suppose anymore <laughs> right but i feel like back in the day you could pick you could grab a random call of duty and be fine you know what i mean oh sure like you didn't need like call of duty one or two to get what was happening in three no 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 because they were all broken up pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. All the kids are playing the battle royales nowadays, anyway. So. It's true, which I haven't. I haven't touched a single battle royale game. I haven't done it. I've uh, I've picked a couple up and gone. That's mm, not for me. <laughs> not for me. Shocking to everyone on this podcast yeah, who's been truly. listening. Me and Brendan are not really into the overall multiplayer experience. We're here for the story. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What are you playing through? So a couple things for me playing right now, actually. Um, I just went back through the uh, first Resident Evil game. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the remaster version that I have, which I love. And then I saw I'm going down a full nostalgia rabbit hole <laughs> is what's happening to me right now. Because for like 20 bucks on Xbox, they have um, Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X-2. Um, which I never beat Final Fantasy X-2, but Final Fantasy X is really kind of where I started my love. Like my actual like love for video games. Because hmm. I grew up with like an NES and, this, and, and a... And a for, uh, Sega Genesis and stuff, but like mm-hmm. where I became a gamer was playing through Final Fantasy X. Okay, so okay. I'm very excited to go down that road hmm. again. Interesting. Um, and and interestingly enough, you've named another series. I think that you could pick up any one of and be kind of okay. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you could kind of jump into almost from what I uh, later series may be a little different, but yeah, like seven, eight, nine. You could definitely pick those up and just play randomly without having to know the story from previous mm-hmm. ones. I've never played a single Final Fantasy, not any of the numerous ones that there are. Yeah, I would I would recommend 7, 9, and 10 in particular. Okay. Particularly good games. Cool. And all of those, I think, are now free on Game Pass. Oh, cool. I think I'll so. Have to, I'll have to check those out. <laughs> yeah, even, the, even the full remake they did for 7 recently is free now on Game Pass. Nice, nice. Cool. Uh, dope. Anything else you're playing? Uh, I picked up Squadrons. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is just like a fighter pilot s game, because it also came out for free on Game Pass. Played that a little bit. It's fun. It's Star Wars. I suck at flying. Can you tell that we're some broke bitches because we're playing all the free and available games? Not even that. There's just not anything new that's been coming out that I'm like, oh, I need to have that. For sure. As of uh, late. Yeah, I I can't really think of anything either. We're gearing up for the the release of the legendary version of Mass Effect. That's it. But even that, I'll be dropping sixty bucks on that whole thing. But uh, it's it's also an just a newer version of an older game. <laughs> we'll have to find something that is like somewhat new to talk about on this podcast at some point. <laughs> uh, whenever you want to talk about uh, Phoenix. Uh, uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I, I, I'm there. That came out in October. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say Phoenix Wright, which is also an older game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also talk about Phoenix Wright: Ace Attorney. Absolutely, oh, we, we need to do an episode I'm of a, Phoenix Wright. I'm I a, love I'm, those games. <laughs> I am definitely a, a Phoenix Wright stan. I'm here for that, but yes, uh, not where I was going. <laughs> Okay, so it's time to talk about another spoopy game, Layers of Fear. Layers of Fear is a psychological horror game from Bluebird Team, the folks that are also behind the game's sequel, Blair Witch, and The Medium, all other psychological horror-esque games. Uh, Layers of Fear follows a mentally unwell painter as he journeys through his Victorian home trying to complete his magnum opus. Um, I want to go over a couple things here real quick before we actually do our dive into the game. Um, First and foremost... Spoilers, we're going to be talking about um, the... Yeah, big, big spoiler warning right now, please. Um, Because this is is the definition of a story-driven game. Mm -hmm. And so everything we're going to be talking about is an element that plays into the overall arc of the story and the characters in the game. So if you haven't played it and you don't want to know what happens in the game, definitely stop, go play it. And then, and then come back. And just the other thing, too, is that this is going to kind of run a little differently this time as far as our... Because we can't really do a normal setting as far as, like, favorite characters or favorite moments. <laughs> like, it's just so... The structure is going to be a little different today. Just want to give everyone a heads up on that. Um, so, all that uh, aside... Um, 
for me, um, playing through this game again, um, I realized something that was interesting to me um, that, that I thought was kind of a cool thing to talk about um, it, on the podcast is that this game is a prime example to me of how the medium of video games can truly elevate a certain genre or a certain story. Um, if you go through the game, you could definitely see it making a very good, solid horror film. Or even just like a, or a horror story to read. But I feel like that would kind of do a disservice to the actual game, to, to, to the story itself. Because mm. there's something added to it by being in control of the path your character is taking. What Literally what doors you go through, what path you go down, what choices you kind of... I don't want to say choices you make, but just more... And, mm -hmm. uh, outside in terms of like what, what, what pathways you kind of go through. But there's just something so interesting and just like so perfect in this game as far as like how... I don't want to say better because we're talking different mediums, but just how horror in video games is sort of on a different level than a couple of other mediums, in my opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's um, it's similar to what we had discussed a little bit in the Outlast episode, because you feel so connected to the character that you feel, oh, what is happening to the character is actually happening to me. You feel so in control and so like one in the same with the character that when freaky stuff starts happening you are directly affected by it i, I think it's i think it's that effect yeah but also on the flip side of outlast is that the main character in outlast he is there for somewhat altruistic reasons mm -hmm. i mean like yeah he's a freelance journalist but he's trying to sort of crack open the, the, all these atrocities and terrible things that have been happening there mm -hmm. um when you get into who your character is, <laughs> you real you slowly and the way that the that, that the game sort of unveils it as you realize who you are in this story, um, you realize you're not the best person mm -hmm. necessarily. No, not at all. <laughs> you are someone who has sort of, I mean, it, it, to go into the story a bit and what the game is about, mm -hmm. it really kind of goes into the struggle of the artist and the sacrifice of the artist in a quite literal sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, um, not dealing with mental illness in a wholly, um, correct way, I think. True, true. Which I do think is the genius of sort of setting the timing of where the game is sort of set. Like, the actual setting mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. game is, is kind of smart, too. Mm -hmm. Whereas that a lot of those things weren't dealt with in the in, in the best way possible right, or not. Right, because it's set in sort of like vague old Victorian-ish times. It's not very specific. It's really not. Basically, I mean, to kind of put a cap on it, just like imagine the setting for a classic Sherlock Holmes story. Mm, there you go. It would kind of be done in that setting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for me anyway. But just the game itself is so weirdly beautiful to look at like Ugh. including the actual like artwork in the game mm. is so mm. macabre and like that kind of like not necessarily gothic but kind of gothic-esque i guess yeah I, I hear what you're saying it's a lot of like portraits and um like like some setting some like landscapes but not too much it's mostly like um really creepy portraits <laughs> it's true um i want to talk to you a little bit about because i because there's the, the, the a story the, the story isn't veiled in a very very good way mm -hmm. but it's not like not everything is sort of spelled out for you right anything that you want to know about the background of what's happened needs to sort of be discovered through the game so what was your take on what happened previously to mm -hmm. us i guess like sort of coming to in that moment in the house um 
my my take as far as like what was I surprised or like what do you what do you mean exactly? I mean, uh, yeah, like taken through just like your journey through the game, mm-hmm. I guess. Just like what do you think? Because I think it's a little not super up in the air, but like in terms of what happened in the house, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I I would agree. It's I think it's kind of vague on purpose. Um, so I'm I'm the kind of player though we all know this we all know it about me uh, but I'm the kind of person that's like okay I want to get all of the collectible things and see all of the little secret moments and get all the items and the yada 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 so I have a pretty clear idea of what happened uh, in the house and I don't know if that's because I filled in a lot of the gaps or if it's because I got a lot of the items because in getting all of them and looking at like the notes and stuff that aren't actual collectibles but that you can pick up and read in the house it spells out i think a lot of what happened not the nitty-gritty but like the big uh big moments so i i have a pretty clear idea you know um they were married things were good they had a kid on the way um he started to kind of tank you know um mentally because his work wasn't as good as it once was um and he kind of pushed his wife away uh the kid came along um the wife was in a a terrible fire that occurred not at the house um and then well she survived um but she was like terribly disfigured and that drove him further into his madness and then it caused them to really like grow apart um and then it got to a point where she unalived herself and then he went completely postal and um uh started to use basically pieces of her to create his magnum opus uh and that's where we are yeah okay where does the detail of her suicide come in because i didn't catch that at all okay so it's um again this is one of those cool things about the game the narrative is only what you choose to look at because there are things that you can completely miss and still get through the whole game so there's a moment it's towards the end of the game uh where you go into the bathroom and there's a bloody knife in the sink if you pick it up you hear one of the many whispers they're called uh in the game and um in this particular whisper um you hear the voice of the the father, the painter, saying like, "Hey, can you like hurry up in there? I need to I need to go. I really gotta go." And then he like opens the door and he's like, "Oh, oh no, no, no! What have you done?" And that's like where you're led to figure it out. You're right. Okay, I think at mm. that point I had decided through like because of let's talk about the painting, the actual yeah. painting that you're yeah. your your magnum opus for a second here. Mm-hmm. So throughout the game, you're collecting very grotesque pieces that you that you can put together are your now deceased wife um, in order to use them to put together this supposed to be your grand masterpiece as this artist. Um, It's, I don't have the list in front of me, unfortunately, but it's like you take her, it's an eye. It's it's a bit of her hair. It's a vial of her blood, her skin, her skin. uh, For some reason, (laughs) that one is the one, the skin, because the skin is used for the canvas Canvas. is what the idea is, right? I don't know why that's the one, because there's her her eyeball is involved too, but for some reason, the skin being, (laughs) just the idea of it being stretched out and used for a canvas is the one that just like really gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, no, I I don't like it. Bone too. There's a, um, a bone is used. I don't remember what the bone is used for. Uh, he describes, uh, getting the bone and then grinding it down and mixing it with paint to create like a, like a primer. 
That's right. Which is actually how we used to use bone, like back in like the caveman days. That was used as like the actual like primer for paint. Yeah. So that the more you little, know. <laughs> so that would actually make sense. <laughs> um, You're right, but, though. I can't believe I didn't. I I also had that moment too because I feel like we're going to talk about this. That there's some moments that you could kind of catch and have happen to you depending on which where you go and what mm-hmm. happens to you. Because there was some stuff in this playthrough that I didn't have happen to me before. Um, the first time mm-hmm. I played it, and then when I've watched mm-hmm. like other playthroughs of people playing the game and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was interesting. But yeah, you're right. Obviously, she obviously killed herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My assumption up until that point had been that he killed her to create his painting. Yeah, and I think it's kind of left. I think that revelation's kind of left towards the end of the game on purpose, so that you do kind of have that doubt of like. Who, who am I? What am I doing? You know, I'm picking up all of these, like, you know, sick, you know, pieces of human to create a painting. Who the, who the fuck am I? And then yeah. you find out that she actually did it. Um, and it, it still doesn't make you feel any better because you're like, uh, like well, kind of had a hand in this. Like, I feel like a, it, it, like she was driven to this by the You cut, you kind of pushed know? her in that direction a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which is, again, to kind of circle back to that point earlier about how mm-hmm. you're not exactly in the headspace of a person with the best motives or, or yeah, just just like the best motives in the game. But there, I think, again, there's something interesting to the use of video games as a medium for this because you're still, it, there's a feeling of like kind of being trapped in there as well because then it's like, it's in order to, because you, you still, you have that idea of a gamer that's like, I need to finish this game. And sort of making somebody do that, regardless of what the character's motivations are, mm-hmm. is really, really interesting to me. Because you figure it out pretty quickly in the game of just, like, who you are, what you're trying to do. And you're just like, um, okay, <laughs> yeah. this is gross and fucked up, but I want achievements, so let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and it's, it's strange... I, like kind of how you said at the beginning how it would make a good movie i think it could but it wouldn't have the same effect just like you said you can't tell this story this exact way except as a video game mm-hmm. um and it's it's interesting you bring up the point about finishing it because as a gamer you are kind of compelled to like finish the thing that you started out and that's one of the like motifs that keeps being brought up throughout the game is um is the idea of like I've got to finish it, like finish it, and he even I think the painter even says at one point, um, something to the effect of, "Well, I got this far, like I'm not gonna stop now." You know, I can't. Yeah, there there, there is something there to that. <laughs> yeah, and and it's just like there's there's all these little things like the little I was fascinated by the little quotes that you would just kind of find like scrawled on the walls or above mm. the door mm. whenever you leave the painting room, like yeah. One of the first ones I caught is get it right this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going in circles. There's a lot of that kind of stuff that uh-huh. I thought was just like mm-hmm. super cool. Because the game literally has you going in circles at multiple points. And those are the most maddening points in the game. Because it gets you to that point where as a player, you're like, am I doing this right? Am I stuck in a loop? Do I need to do something different? What is going on? I can't get it right. You know? The part with the, if, if, if you had it, and I'm pretty sure this is one that kind of happens for almost everybody. The part with the phone where you keep seeing the yes. phone drop ah. and then you end up on the top <laughs> level and you watch it coming back up. Yes. Just the yeah. circles. Yeah. I went and just yeah. going like, 
Do I answer it? Do I go back downstairs? I can't go back downstairs. What do you want me to do, game? And kind of that, that extra level two <laughs> it where it's like... changing, yeah. And also, but also just that part where it's like, by design, the game doesn't give you, like, hints. There's no, like, pop-ups for, like, here's how you use this mechanic, or here's how you do this. You're kind of left to figure out stuff on your own, which adds a level of frustration, but that also, to me, sort of built into the fear of the game itself because if you mm -hmm. if you as the actual person in charge of what happens in the game feel lost and frustrated by design yeah it adds to that level of fear mm -hmm. um it's similar to those moments um that are sprinkled throughout the game where you like are kind of driven to go like up to something and look at something uh closely and then nothing happens so you're like Okay, I guess I'll turn around. The first couple of times that you turn around, and then everything behind you is different. You're like, nah. or there'll Do be you... something like this close to you, um, and then you get really scared every time that that happens, and you get jumpy. It's it's so good. <laughs> there is something to being in a room and thinking you know where everything sits in that room, and then turning around and finding everything has shifted or warped or something. The fact that this game got me to turn around to, to go from turning around very quickly to literally taking my turns like this so slow. Yes. to just because I was just like so terrified of what I was going to see because it was either just the feeling of sometimes you would be in a different room altogether yes yeah <laughs> sometimes things would just move and sometimes there would just be something like at one point I got terrified by a stack of like books that then fell over in front of me <laughs> because they weren't like that before but then they fucking poltergeisted me and they were all stacked up and they all fell mm -hmm. over when I turned on. I was like, what the fuck is happening now? Yeah, yeah, no, I hate it's, this. It's, it's, it's one of those things that it's like, from the outside, it's so fun. Because like, you and me especially, we like being scared, you know, and we like that, mm -hmm. those moments. But there's something so effective about the way that Layers of Fear does it. Um, yeah. It makes you, it's, not, I mean, not to, like, harp on uh, the Outlast episode that we did again, but you should go watch it if you haven't. Um, but, like, it's that, <laughs> it's that same thing in Outlast where you get taught to go through the, like, tiny little, um, like, the, when you shimmy through, and the mm. first time it's fine, and you're like, cool, I know how to shimmy through, like, tight spaces, but then the second time you get got by the bad guy and you get tossed, and then you're jumpy about it for the rest of the game, it's yeah. the same thing with Layers of Fear. You yes. start to fear, like, opening doors. You start to fear turning around. You start to fear looking at paintings too closely. Like, they're so, so, like, it's, like, traumatic <laughs> as a video game player. And it, and, it, and it fucks with you all the way through, like, uh, to, to sort of talk about, like, towards the end, after you get the, at least for me, again, I don't know if it was different, but when I got the final piece, when I went back to the room with the actual painting in it, I stepped through, and then all of a sudden, it all broke apart, and I was yeah. in a totally different area. Yeah. So it set up that feeling of like, okay, here is safe. Like when you get back into this room, you're good. Don't yeah. worry about anything else. Yeah. And then the moment I stepped in, I was like, all right, let's finish this shit up. And went, and I was like, oh, fuck, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. It establishes rules, like rules, you know, or like patterns that you learn to recognize. And then it breaks them on purpose. It's quite intelligent design. <laughs> oh my God. And just, and again, just like little things like the use of like, normally things that would be something that would be a rule in a video game. Like I walked into a room at one point and above the wall that it had said, don't turn around, which <laughs> has always kind of been a guiding factor for like, especially with something like this or like very sort of like PTS where it's like, okay, if you hear the note, if you hear the noise of your, cause you're part of the thing too, was like in certain areas, um, 
I guess the ghost of your wife. They don't directly say it, but yeah, most yeah. likely it's, yeah, it's, it's it the is, ghost of yeah. your wife yeah. is sort of following you. I can actually like grab you and essentially kill you. Yeah. Because I got an achievement, just like face death for the face death for the first time, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it said, "Don't turn around." And as I was thinking, "Oh, just don't turn around; I'll be fine." All of a sudden, she was here. <laughs> did you like in front of me? Did you pause? Did you like stay still for too long? No, I just I had just I had stopped to read the thing for two seconds. For two seconds, it did two not take long. Too long. And all of a sudden, <laughs> bam, she was fucking right there. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> There's an achievement for um for not turning around and not getting got. <laughs> if in that specific room, I know for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't But I be... didn't turn around. I didn't move. But you got got. <laughs> I got got. No, I understand. I recognize that fact, Brendan. That that was abundantly clear to me. <laughs> No, but yeah, no, if you if you advance through that room without looking back and get through the next door, there's an achievement for heeding the advice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if I just blasted through and went through the yeah. door, I probably would have been. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Well, here's the fucked up thing. Because I was doing it for a podcast, I was taking notes, <laughs> so whenever I saw something, I wanted to try to write it down, so I stopped. You fool. Like a moron, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, that's funny. But it's just perfect. It's another example to me of just like it is this this to me in any point of horror um, to which I will uh, just just to kind of throw out my credentials here a little bit. I guess um, I am definitely a horror junkie, like however I can absorb any kind of horror through video games, through movies, TV. Um, I have two different podcasts that are horror podcasts I'm listening to right now that are creeping me the fuck out too, which probably didn't help me get through the game at all. I just realized that that was a mistake <laughs> to be doing that simultaneously. Um, but so, but, but, but just to kind of put out there, when I say that this is a scary fucking game, mm. like it is not coming from somebody who is unfamiliar with the genre. Um, but yeah, just the thing too, of, of, of just like that point of just like, it is almost at a point to me where it's, it almost does its job too well. <laughs> Because it's, well, I'm glad I played it again. I love the game. It's such a great example of horror. I'm not, like, excited to play it again. <laughs> like, Outlast, so I was totally down to play Outlast again. I love playing Outlast. This is not something that I would ever be excited to revisit at any point mm. in the future. You know what I mean? Mm, I hear you. I want to play through the um, the second installment of the um Oh, 100%. The I want to play the sequel, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I oh, no, you're talking about the DLC for this one. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Um, the because okay. it's from the daughter's perspective. Yeah, I've seen a playthrough of that, mm. and it's very interesting. It's yeah. very, very interesting. I played it a little bit. It's it's very different. The design is totally different because she, you're traveling through like her um like her kid drawings. It's very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I've seen that. Not stuff, to yeah. like not to like verge too much into that, but yeah. <laughs> no, I gotcha. Um. I I have a question because there's something that popped up for me this time that I hadn't had yeah. any other time before. Um, did you get any sort of like hints towards something being a bit more purely ritualistic in like a more traditional like demonic sort of satanic sense? Oh, like there was like some ul like ulterior motive to like what the artist was doing. There was one thing that flashed on me very, very quickly. It was a painting I walked up to that was just sort of like a setting of like people 
If I remember right, it was just sort of like people kind of like standing in like an area together. And then when I walked up, it did that like that really cool bleeding effect that it has throughout yeah. the game. Mm -hmm. And then it shifted into it to where there was like someone with a goat man with like a goat head to it. And there was like sort of like pentagramish stuff around it. And there were people standing in a circle in like a worshiping sense. You didn't get anything like that? I I did not. It only happened once. Interesting. It only happened once to me. And I was just Ooh. like, and I kind of had this idea of just like, oh, that's an interesting take on the story that this dude either intentionally or unintentionally stumbled his way into a sort of like satanic ritual thing. And that's why he's sort of stuck in this hell loop in and, a sense. You know what I mean? And you know, it's so interesting that you um, bring that up because now I'm kind of connecting some dots to some other things. And I'm maybe thinking, maybe, yeah, because, and I'll tell you why. So, um, you know, the section where you're going through like the hall with all of the like dolls on the shelves and like the uh, little doll yes. houses and there's the like doll that's like running around and chasing you and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. if you look up over a lot of the doorways in that area, there's like freaky, like antlered, like heads and like baby dolls like skewered kind of onto them and there's Yes, there's a going. bunch of that stuff yeah, in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's also the Ouija board that is towards the end of the game. Mhm. Mm yeah. I did I, I actually did that for the first time cuz you could actually skip that and just keep going through a different room for mm -hmm. the most part from what I know, but I actually sat and like figured out how to make that work and shit like that for the first time. So Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Did you Cuz the... there's a number code you have to put in, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um yeah interesting so yeah maybe they're ooh, maybe okay so that so that kind of that kind of leads into like another discussion of like um is this kind of all happening in his head or is this actually like happening to him or is it kind of both um i think i mean this was one where i didn't really get a chance to sort of dive into watching like interviews with the developers or the writers or anything like that but um my guess would be if you talk to them they would say we kind of set it up to where it's either or like if you catch that mm -hmm. stuff then yeah you could definitely look at it in a purely ritual like truly satanic ritualistic-esque way or if not then it's all mental it is on this character's head but you can sort of justify the arguments either way in a certain sense you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah but, um because on one hand like all that creepy stuff happening like no way like it never happened but on but on the other hand like happening in his mind like that could be totally valid and there's a lot of like i think metaphor and like symbolism that's probably lost if you're not like really looking at it and looking into it and stuff um but yeah i think i if like if you had to pin me down and like say what do you think is happening i think it's mostly in his head and i think that's kind of i don't know uh now i'm like doubting i'm like do i really think that or not like i think that i think that this the events of the game didn't happen i think that's all in his head but i think okay. i think that the journey that he's going through in the game is based on things that did happen so let me explain myself. Yes. Um, I think that all of the events that are alluded to in the game happened. Like, um, you know, the um, the fire and the, his wife and the daughter and the um, suicide and all of that. I think, sure, that all happened. I also think that he probably took pieces of her and 
made his like magnum opus but the like actual things that you're walking through in the game i think are all up here in the painter's head hmm okay yeah because oh i got you trying to still process that that all happened yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So, 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 in your reality, this is a person, sort of. Well, and there's also allusions to if you pick, certain notes allude to that um, someone in the house, most likely your character has uh, has been showing signs of schizophrenia. Mm. So there is definitely an argument to be made that you are just so, you are someone just sort of walking through the shambles of your home, experiencing these like traumatic events, kind of being lived through hallucinations and stuff around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but just sort of, I guess to sort of like bring it all together, I think ultimately how you take the story, whether it's literally or it's all in his head, at the end of the day, I think it doesn't totally matter. Because I think, mm-hmm. one, it's nice that they kind of leave it up to you and leave hints to kind of make it go um, either, either way. But also because it doesn't really change what the story and what the motivation behind it is about. Because it is all about... And this is where I love it too, because it, it, it's such a bold move for a, for anything to do, but for a video game to take on this idea of the artist struggle and mm. what it quote unquote takes to be a great artist and the sacrifices that have to be made and the rituals that you have to perform mm. in order to be a great artist and stuff. I just find that super fascinating to be done in this medium. Mm-hmm. It's so cool that just to see a, because we've seen this in movies, there, there have been books written about it and stuff like that. I got very hard, again, playing it again, I got very hard sort of Edgar Allan Poe-esque motivations throughout the game and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, yeah. But to go through it again this time, to really just take in the point of, like, I am looking at this as an art piece. You know, to kind of be a little cute, I guess, considering what the game's about. But, like, (laughs) purely seeing it as, like, taking away, like, the idea of, like, oh, it's a video game, all the gameplay mechanics, da-da-da-da-da, which doing it as a walking sim, I think, is also kind of a smart plan, too. Mm. Because you're removing just like, oh, well, you got to focus on like these gameplay mechanics or this mm-hmm. and that. It's all st- very simple. It's all very bare in terms of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. goes. So then mm-hmm. the experience of what you go through is what is the most important part of the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And discovering the story on your own and putting the pieces together on your own um, as well. And then getting to the end and kind of seeing what all of the like how all of the pieces come together for you because there's multiple different endings that you can uh, get uh, depending on your actions. <laughs> Which is fucking <laughs> shit blew my mind when you had that in one of the original drafts for the outline that you sent. Really? Where it said, let's oh, discuss know? multiple end." That's why in the new one it says, in all caps, there's multiple endings? <laughs> oh, what? Okay, wait. Playing, so it, then... play, playing it twice now, I've gotten the same ending. The couple of playthroughs I've watched online... Was the same ending? Oh my god! Okay, so so then tell tell me and tell tell us tell everybody at home uh, mm-hmm. what ending is it that you typically uh, typically get? Yeah. So to clarify to maybe make it make sense, the first time I the first time I played this game was at my buddy David's house because he had uh-huh. it. So it was on his account, so I didn't get like the achievements of the playthrough stuff. So playing through it again, it was like I was doing it fresh, like I'd never done it before. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so. I went through the game, I picked up all the different pieces, and I was slowly putting together uh, my final Grand Masterpiece, as it were, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. using the pieces of my dead wife. <laughs> this is just still so fucked up. Um, and as you slowly put it together, it's sort of... 
it's cool. I want to talk about a little bit too, that as you sort of add pieces to it, you kind of watch these like mm. other creations kind of stretch across. Yeah. Like yeah. one of them that always sticks in my head and I don't know how to describe it, but it's sort of like the creepy weird flamingos that <laughs> yeah, pop up. Yep. I hope I like, was helping you How else do you describe <laughs> that painting? <laughs> no, that is exactly what it looks like. Other than <laughs> melting gross flamingos. Yes. No, that is exactly what they look like. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah. To, to which again, to point out too, and just like, I didn't, and I looked into it a little bit and there are some like art pieces like scattered throughout the house that are like taken from actual mm. pieces of art that are historically like important and relevant and whatnot. Mm. But a lot of that stuff, like the stuff and like the canvas in that room was all created for the game by an actual artist for the game itself. Oh, so nice. I, sh I should have written down that person's name. So if somebody knows who it is. Um, we'll, put it we'll in put so it down here. <laughs> it's so yeah put, put it in here because whoever that was did an amazing job on the actual like artwork for mm -hmm. the game itself um, but as you slowly put it together it starts it, it, it continues to morph into different and more not more fucked up but like different versions of an art piece and so what eventually happened for me was that as I put the final piece in it turned into what I'm assuming was a portrait of the dead wife mm-hmm and then, and then he goes, oh my God, I did it. I finally got it. It happened. And then it sort of morphs and it kind of fades back into the same portrait of the wife, but now she's mm -hmm. lost some of her hair. She's mm -hmm. like decaying in certain spots. She's all uh -huh. fucked up. I'm guessing the idea is that she is turning into what she actually looked like after the incident with the fire. Mm -hmm. And then after that, and after your painting changes, um, he picks it up, he walks into a different room and he throws it onto a pile of other paintings that has clearly happened to, mm -hmm. and all of them sort of become animated again mm -hmm. and just start l and laughing at him. Yeah, yeah, that they start laughing yeah. at the artist now. So that's the ending that I've always seen. Right. So um, that would be referred to as the loop ending. Um, the idea being after he throws the painting into the room with all of the other failed portraits of his wife. Um, the the cycle begins again and that's where you get back into the idea of let's do this again going in circles um get it right this time finish it all of that is um kind of tied in with that um uh that ending so there's two other endings that you can get um there's the mother and child ending or referred to sometimes as the family ending basically you finish the portrait and it's a portrait of your wife but also your daughter is in the portrait and it it doesn't do any of the like uh scary stuff and it's it's kind of similar to the um uh your ending because he does take it to the room and i believe that there are other portraits failed portraits around but he hangs it up and then the idea is he's like i've got to go find my daughter i've got to go like make things right and the idea is he goes and finds his daughter and 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 like starts living again um so that could be referred to as like one of the good endings um the third ending which is the one that i've gotten both times is the self-portrait ending essentially um instead of finishing the portrait and it being a portrait of your wife it's a self-portrait and you don't take it to a room or anything. It just kind of zooms in on the portrait. And then as it zooms back out, you see that it's in a gallery with other um, paintings. And the idea being that he made a self-portrait and then it was actually like, kind of like a good like piece of work finally again. Um, and it, like he lived on in, um, in fame, you know, that he achieved. Again, they're all pretty vague. So like interpretations are like, you know, totally open. Um, but yeah, those are the, the three endings. 
God damn it. I have to play this fucking game again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, just for myself. Yeah. Just for myself to know that I actually got the other ones. So is it just like, is it dependent on like which paths you take or like what collectibles you find? I'm so glad you asked. So if you, um, if you play in such a way that you don't trigger any death scenes or you trigger like very minimal or only the necessary death scenes, then you'll get the self-portrait ending. The idea being that the por- the um, painter was self-obsessed and not paying attention or giving credence to the phantasm of his wife. If you do um, trigger some death scenes or if you like go to the, the wife's spirit, the times that she does show up... Um, and you pick up like a lot of the like mementos and stuff in the house, then you can get either one of the other endings, depending. I think if you do like lots and lots of the death uh, scenes, then you get the like crappy loop ending. Um, but if you only trigger like one or two of the death scenes and you're picking up me- mementos and stuff, then you'll get the um, the wife and daughter portrait. I don't know though. I've never gotten that ending. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I definitely got the uh, crappy loop ending the first time I played the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I, I got an inkling that there was definitely something else happening. Because when I finished it this time, it brought me back to the main menu. Mm-hmm. And above, like, new game and load game, it had finish it as an option. Oh. And I hop back in and it just, like, it starts you. It, t- it doesn't do the intro part. It starts you in the room with the blank canvas. And then you can just kind of go out from there. So I think there's sort of like a new game plus mode to interesting. it. Oh, interesting. Then maybe you can kind of play through it again. But like after you've collected a bunch of stuff, I didn't really mess around with it too much because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, play this again. No, no. <laughs> absolutely not. How dare you make that suggestion that I would just want to just like start up again right after I finished it. That's that's perfectly fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to have to go back into it. Although maybe now I won't be. Won't be as, as terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Although that's what I thought playing through it again this time because I was like, I've already played it once and I've seen other people play it and I was still scared to death of my own fucking shadow for a long time. There's so, so there's so many jump scares and you get so a, a a lot of it is the fear of the unknown. You know, you go to like open the door and you're like, oh, is it gonna? Is it gonna? And then you're okay, but you still feel that like anxiety and that fear. Yeah. The game made me jump in an empty fucking wheelchair. <laughs> yeah like son of a bitch yeah yeah <laughs> i turned around and there was just a chair sitting there and i was like why yeah <laughs> all right now that we've spent all this time talking about how the game developers work so hard to scare the literal shit out of us Brendan has also been working very hard to make sure this game is not as scary as it once was. We've got another round of Mad Libs coming up. Brendan, what have you prepped for us today, sir? Yeah, so I just had another couple of uh, Mad Libs based on some of the different notes and um, whispers that you can find throughout Layers of Fear. Um, it was so fun with Outlast to take some of that creepy stuff and make it funny. Uh, so I thought we would do it again with <laughs> Layers of Fear uh, since it was such a good time last time. So um, I'll go first. Everybody everybody knows how this works. So um, are you, are you ready? I am set. Let's do All right, this. All right, cool. Uh, let's start with a noun. Uh, Never mind. Maybe I wasn't ready. <laughs> uh, Mickey Mouse. Okay. Starting strong. I love it. Um, let's get an adjective. Uh, squishy. 
Uh, I need a verb. A tickle. How about a plural noun? Cats. Uh, another adjective? D uh, barfy. Barfy? Okay. I'm just making sure that I heard it right. <laughs> yep, you did. Okay, great. Uh, another adjective? Um, soft. Love it. Uh, another noun? Uh... The Chrysler Building. <laughs> <laughs> or if that's too specific, just building. <laughs> uh, no, it's the Chrysler, Chrysler Building. Okay. Uh, and then another noun. Uh, ferret. <laughs> another noun. McDonald's. <laughs> and a verb that ends in ed. That ends in ed. Yeah. Um, jumbled. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to read the original first and then uh, uh, see our creation. So, <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, life can create things of exquisite beauty, but it can also twist them into hideous things. Selfish, violent, grotesque, monstrous. It hurts me to say that your father has turned into one such monster, and I'm afraid the disease that afflicted his mind has taken hold of me as well. Uh, this is, of course, a note uh, that the mother wrote to her daughter. Um, mm -hmm. Our creation is Mickey Mouse can create things of squishy beauty, but it can also tickle them into hideous cats. Selfish, barfy, grotesque, soft. It hurts me to say that your Chrysler building has turned into one such ferret. And I'm afraid the McDonald's that jumbled his mind has taken hold of me as well. <laughs> what, 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 what is it? It was tickled into cats or something like yep, that? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, tickled them into cats. <laughs> tickled them into cats is a Fall Out Boy song. I will... <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, God, that's incredible. Why is this so simple but so good? So good. Because <laughs> Mad Libs are just good, man. <laughs> it's true. All right, so my turn, yes? Yeah. All right. You have to bear with me a little bit on this because I'm doing oh, it on my laptop as well. Okay. Sorry, yeah. All right, so we need a verb. Um, hum. I like it. Need another verb? Uh... I'm trying to think of ones I didn't use in Outlast. <laughs> They're all coming to mind. I don't um, remember what anything I said in Outlast. Uh, wash. Like it. I need a plural noun. Uh, fly swatters. A verb ending in ing. Um, boinking. <laughs> I need an adjective. Um... Um, uh, humongous. <laughs> nice. Sure, that's how you spell humongous. <laughs> Careful now, I need a body part. A body part? I can't say belly. I said belly last time. <laughs> Why can't you say belly? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, uh, pinky toe. Okay. 
I need a verb ending in ed. Uh, uh, splatted. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Another adjective. Uh, glittery. Ooh, nice. And one more verb ending in ing. Um. Uh. Uh. Sautéing. <laughs> sure that's the spelling for that (laughs) okay so the original as it was intended in the game all right let's try this again finally managed to play a little if banging on the keys awkwardly counts as playing i won't lie it drives me insane to not have full control of my fingers in any case i was i was promptly berated by my loving husband who said i should be resting so this is clearly a, a note from the wife talking about her playing on the piano. Mm-hmm. What we have turned it into. Oh, no. All right. Let's hum this again. Finally managed to wash a little. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad implication. Uh, uh, if, if banging on the fly swatters awkwardly counts as boinking. <laughs> I won't lie. It drives me humongous to not have full control of my pinky toe. In any case, I was promptly splatted by my glittery <laughs> husband who said I should be sauteing. <laughs> oh, so dumb. You get back in there and lightly grill those onions. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, brother. All right. All right. Moving right along. <clears throat> it's weird how, how, how complicated it is to make something horrifying, but how simple it is to make it not horrifying. <laughs> to make it not horrifying in the slightest. And even in a little bit. <laughs> it's completely undone. All right. Uh, I need a noun. Um, Senator John Kerry. <laughs> Okay. What am I doing today? Okay. Okay. Um, and an adjective. Uh, uh, um, puffy. Okay. A liquid. Coca-Cola. Or soda. We can do Coca-Cola. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's Coca-Cola now. Uh... A body part. Elbow. Um, another liquid. A different liquid. Mm. No, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Listen, I I was gonna I was just gonna say the blue liquid they used in like Tampax commercials. <laughs> so that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> like you're in bounty commercials where they're like, look, oh brother, uh, a noun. Uh, um, um, Lake Erie. Uh, another noun. Bob Saget. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I need another noun. The Pacific Ocean. Uh, 
All right. <laughs> oh God! What did we do? What did I do? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, the original. Uh, this is the the whisper that you get when you pick up one of the um, ingredients for the um, the painting when you get the little um, bottle of blood. Um, so the uh, the original is: I needed a jar and a plastic tube. I siphoned gas before. I knew how it was done. I stuck the tube in a vein and sucked on it until blood filled my mouth, then put the tube in a jar, and it just kept coming. The taste of copper haunted me the entire night. Why didn't I think of a syringe? And our monstrosity... Oh, God. ...is I needed Senator John Kerry and a puffy tube. I siphoned Coca-Cola before. I knew how it was done. I stuck the tube in a elbow and sucked on it until Kool-Aid filled my mouth. Then put the tube in Lake Erie and it just kept coming. The taste of Bob Saget haunted me the entire night. (laughs) Why didn't I think of a Pacific Ocean? The taste of Bob Saget. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I love that Fall Out Boy song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. All right. So that's all the time that we have to talk about this today. What did you guys think of Layers of Fear? What ending did you get? And how did you decide to interpret the artist's journey throughout the game? And is there anything else from the blooper team that we should play? Um, Should we uh, give... Uh, Blair Witch another chance should we play through the medium let us know and if you have any other ideas for future episodes or you want to just say hi to us you can always fire off an email to us we are 3vo podcast team at gmail.com and make sure that you follow us on all of our social medias we're all on you know Facebook Instagram Twitter all at 3vo podcast you can interact with us in there make sure that you uh, you know comment if you like this video comment on our our post like everything Uh, the engagement really helps you know we want to you you know, spread this out to anybody and everybody that um, really loves video games just as much as we do. So um, anything that you can do to help us with that is really appreciated. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.